0: All right, we are live with another episode of Comic Talk. It's that show brought to you by The Keeg, where we talk about this week's releases of comics, whether it be DC on Tuesdays, Marvel that comes out on Wednesdays, or Indies that come out on Wednesdays. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and if you are watching this live and you can see our faces, you already know who the guests are. Uh, If you're watching it live, you're watching us on uh, you know, Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, or our number one streaming platform, Volume.com. That's where we're drawing the chat from, so if you guys want to come by, to Volume.com slash the keeg show we would be more than happy to uh to read the comments out loud and answer any questions that you have but we do have a game plan and that is talking about this week's comics and i can't do that alone so i've brought two awesome guests Sorry, also wanted to pitch the podcast stuff. If you're listening to us and you can't see our faces, you don't know who the guests are, so I'm going to introduce them. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're listening to us on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or Google Play or SoundCloud. So we're all over the place. Let me introduce my guests. Cindy is out there, first of all. She's not a guest, sorry. She's in the the chat. What's up, Cindy? Uh, These two you've seen before, uh, these two you've seen together are they my favorite guests? Well, yes, I, I think I could declare my favorite guests, but Yo. don't tell any, don't tell, don't tell any of our other guests because I, tell I also tell, over. I also tell those guests that they are my favorite guests. So oh, yeah. it changes week to week, and I think my favorite guests are always the guests that I have right then and there. So. You know, it works out that way. Uh, first, we got uh, uh, we got TikTok uh, comic book reader extraordinaire, and that doesn't name it. Uh, that doesn't you know narrow it down. We got Manny Batista. Manny, how you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm excited to talk about comics. I'm having a good day, so I'm looking forward to jumping yeah. in. Yeah,
0: yeah. I had uh, uh, I don't know if you remember Snow Day, uh, the movie that came out. It was like a Nickelodeon movie, Snow Wait, Day. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. Uh, Manny might be too young for it. I'm not quite sure, but Snow Day had a had one of the singles from the song or from the movie was the song Perfect Day by Hoku. Oh, we
2: haven't heard that? That? Yes. Manny, have you ever watched that?
1: Uh, nope.
2: Oh, so <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, I, I have that song stuck that. in my head. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hoku, I think, had like two singles that came out. Uh, and she was big on Radio Disney.
2: Oh, I used to love Radio Disney. That was my jam. Yeah. Manny, uh, do you know... Do, do you I was know there radio for Disney? that. I was okay. there for Radio. Okay, gotcha. I'm not
1: that young. Got okay. A little young. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, uh, but, uh, Manny, you doing good today? You having a good day? Yeah, having a good
1: day. Read all my stuff. Got all the stuff that I wanted to read read, so I'm excited.
0: All right. Um... I'm glad to have you. You know who else I'm glad to have? Manny, take a guess.
1: I'm gonna say maybe, possibly Ambrosia, but like that's like.
2: Hi.
0: <laughs> oh, it it is. Oh, Ambrosia. hopefully, maybe. It, oh. it is. I guess. Hi. I guess so. I was gonna Hi. say someone else, but no. Oh, my bad. Ambrosia Kep, Ambrosia kept everyone. You may know her as comics and cupcakes, uh, also TikTok extraordinaire. Uh, and, Rosa, how are you doing?
2: I'm wonderful. Uh, it's a Thursday. We're halfway through the week. Um, uh, we had good comics come out this week. Yeah, everything's going well. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm excited to talk about comics. Uh, what I always ask, uh, I wonder if it's changed. I always ask everybody, what comic, if you only got time and money for one comic a month, what's the series that you're reading?
2: Oh. Uh,
1: Without a doubt, for me, it will always be whatever the current Black Hammer book is. Uh, Right now, it's Black Hammer Visions and Black Hammer Reborn, but I would say Black Hammer Reborn because that's the main series. Uh, It is a great mix of the sort of fun superhero capes and tight stuff and uh, really intense and uh, almost uh, melancholy human drama, which is what I'm here for. It's a great mix of sort of superhero stuff and indie stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, I still haven't touched on it, Manny, and I'm sorry. I feel like I let, I let you down every single time you bring it up.
1: I'm going to keep talking about it every week until you start reading.
0: I, however. Well, and then when I start reading, I want you to continue talking about it. So either way, you're going to keep talking about it.
1: I'm mean, Absolutely. I'm, I'm never going to stop.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But whenever, like, I mean, you, you've got me hooked because every time, like, I'm almost there. Because whenever I see Black Hammer, I'm like, Manny loves Black Hammer, but I haven't opened yeah. it up yet. Like yeah. every time I see it, I think of you, but I haven't, I haven't read it yet.
1: Y'all, y'all will get there. Y'all will get there.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got we got other Black Hammer fans in the crowd, uh, especially uh, Michael Mead for the love of comics out there he's a frequent guest on comic talk and uh uh he's there in the chat right now saying Manny is right black hammer is amazing
1: michael mean knows where it's at
0: yeah michael yeah um i i i've yet to read it and but yes every time i see it i'm like oh yeah manny manny likes uh manny likes and i don't want to speak for manny manny likes black hammer reborn manny likes home i know that you you, you know whenever it comes out we talk about it uh and then uh I'm trying to think of what else Manny has brought up on I'll, the show.
1: I'll finish that for you. Manny likes to cry when he reads comics. That's the other one. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: See, <laughs> I'm glad you say that because like every time I read home, I completely lose it. Um I, actually I just I'm right there with Manny. I'm I'm quite the cry movie when it comes yeah. to comics in general. Like I think that's yeah. when I first started reading Donnie Cates when it was, uh, his crossover series, like issue one, I like lost it.
0: Oh, I get so sad for side characters that die because I, I know they only exist on the page within the parameters that they're set. But when side characters or like even no name characters die, I'm like, they had a family. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, like there, there's, um, I'm, I'm I'm trying to catch up on, on Star Wars, The High Republic. Uh, um, and so number nine came out this week, but I'm trying, I went back and I'm trying to read it to get up to nine. I haven't gotten there yet. I think I finished on seven. Um, but in issue one, there's this random fairy alien creature that just gets gobbled up. And yeah. I'm like, no, no, he's a cute little car- fairy character. And like, he just gets gobbled up. Why? So
2: what bothers yeah. me about side characters dying is, like, I just feel like that they... That it's always, like, the underdogs. Like, I hate when the underdog dies, and I feel like, like, the fairy character was, like, the underdog. Like, they were just minding their own business, and then... Yeah. Dog.
0: Yeah. Or, like, I mean, it, it's... It's, it's, it, it's obviously gonna happen with Carnage, but, like, in all of these Carnage things, like, the most recent Carnage thing, I think, was Riot, uh... There's a whole like senior center that just gets massacred, and you just see a bunch of like old people dead, like murdered,
2: and it's, it's like, what? Why? And it's so funny because that was the book I was going to choose uh for this month. Was like the the carnage and the like the symbiote yeah. stuff that's been out. Oh, yeah. I lied. Okay, can I can I do two? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that one, but like with the carnage stuff, you kind of just like expect it. So like do you ever like shift mindsets like when reading comic books so like when i'm reading carnage i'm like yes blood core go after them but then like here i am like you know reading like black cotton which would have been like my second one that i really enjoyed um i'm just like crying in that, so, I don't know.
1: No, I feel you, Ambrosia. I feel, it, and, and it's definitely, like, the way that it's presented, right? Because in Carnage, they very much almost gloss over the violence. It's, it's presented as, like, radical, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah! Like, sick! Uh, But, like, when you go to something like Black Cotton, or even, like, uh, Black Hammer, there's, like, an emphasis put on the real effects of that violence, and you're like, oh, oh, no, this is unsavory. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like, the, uh, uh in, yeah, in Riot, in, well, maybe it was the recent Riot also, I'm not quite sure, recent Extreme Carnage Alpha, there's, like, a bus full of people, and, like, there's a kid, and, like, the kid dies. like, th- that, they don't pull any punches, Carnage isn't like, oh, you're a kid, I'm not gonna kill you, oh, you're a dog, I'm not gonna kill you, no, you want a comic, a mar like, a mainstream Marvel comic that kills dogs, old people, women, and children, like, that's Carnage comics, They're you They're
1: know? gonna put that on the trade, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: which,
0: if they can quote me. They can quote me, yeah. I'd be more than happy to have that quote on a book. Which
2: is why I love, like, the Scream comic, like, that they had tied into this, because she did save the little boy. Um, oh. But, no, and, like, the weird thing is, is, like, I'm such, like, this happy butterfly. Like, no, we save people. But when it comes to, like, Carnage, I feel like I'm a different person, because I'm, like, That kid's gone! Grandma's gone! The dog's gone! And then, uh, I don't know. Uh, Can we have, like, a quick, quick conversation on your guys' thoughts about Carnage going to be rated PG-13?
0: Uh, it shouldn't be. Also, in the trailer alone, you see something that should be rated R. And that's him stuffing himself down the throat of some, like, prison guard. Like that in itself should be rated r how is that how is the thing in the trailer rated r but like the movie pg-13 because that's going
2: to be like the only thing that's bad I, don't it, know. I mean
0: yeah cindy the yummy geek in the uh in the comments oh and what's up steph uh sh- cindy says why is it pg-13 uh it makes zero sense it's bullshit Still, I will yes. tell you
1: why. Because mm. the, the people that Carnage appeals to most is 13-year-olds that think they're awesome. And you know who can't go see rated R movies? 13-year-olds that think they're awesome. They're going to sneak in. So they want to yeah. just make that appeal to all of them. Because, like, who else is Carnage for? and Venom for if not for, like, the 13-year-old that's like, comics are sick! Bro, he yeah. just turned into a knife!
0: You know what I mean? Right. I don't like Batman because he doesn't kill. Everybody should just be, like, the Punisher. Exactly. Like... I don't. Where where are those kids now? Like the kids that we grew up with that were like I like Punisher, Spawn, Wolverine, and Lobo. It's like
2: <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, no, um, no, that's. So I was just, uh, yeah, I was curious. I I'm not excited. Yeah. I don't know. I have mixed reviews, but I agree that with Cindy Yummy Geek, how she says that's BS. I completely yeah. agree. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, literally, he kills grandmas and dogs.
1: It should be a horror movie, as opposed yeah. to, like, a big blockbuster action movie. That I should be terrified of Carnage right, instead of going, like, Carnage is sick! You know?
0: you know what it is, though? I think they're trying to set Venom up as, like, the, the, the main hero in this universe, and he's gonna be PG-13, but if they do a Carnage spinoff, they'll probably do an R-rated. If Sony has the balls because uh, because Fox did it with Deadpool, but but a lot of people don't want to do R rated uh, superhero movies.
2: But I feel like I, like those thirteen year olds still saw Deadpool because it was very awkward. Because students would come in and be like, "Oh my gosh, I just watched Deadpool. It was amazing." And I'm like, "Yeah, there's so many like boobs in that. I'm so sorry." Like,
0: are there so many boobs? There's yeah. just one strip club scene.
2: No, but there's like sex scenes in there.
1: Uh, yeah yeah i remember when i worked at the comic shop for a very very long time that was the 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 experience of of trying to get any 13 year old to read comics You would go oh what do you want to read they'd be like Deadpool, and you'd be like ah, mm, ah, then you'd sort of look at the parent like we're having like spider-man
0: <laughs> yeah yeah uh cindy says yes kind of like sausage party where a lot of parents regretted taking their kids to that film. I don't know why parents are dumb. Why are they dumb? Why are you... Like, my parents... Okay, I was... And we'll get to comics in just a little bit. Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, the second Matrix, was the first R-rated movie that I saw in theaters. And... Uh, My parents did so much research to figure out whether that movie would be okay for me to watch while I was in junior high. And then when it got the clearance, they took me and my friend. But after checking with my friend's parents to okay them, like him, took me and my friend to go see it, dropped us off, and then came back and picked us up. And that was fine. But, like, I I don't get the parents who take their kids to see Rated R movies.
2: And then they get upset, like, I can't believe that this happened. And then well Yeah. yeah. However, yeah. I will ugh. okay, so I will say well one more thing and then we'll dive into comics. So yeah. last week I had like before school started, we had like professional development with the teachers. And the question was, if you were like the job or what would your next job be based off of the most recent show you watched? So people were like, oh, I would be a doctor because I watched Grey's Anatomy. And, like, I would be a detective because I watched some detective show. And I just got done watching Suicide Squad. And so I was like, uh i would be a super villain and so they're like what's suicide squad and so i was like oh my gosh it's so good it's like you need to watch the second one blah 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 blah. so then a couple of days later my principal comes my principal comes up to me and she was like so i took my daughter to see that suicide squad movie and i was like oh and she's like you're into some interesting stuff and i'm
0: no, but yeah. now they're judging your stuff. Like, oh, you're okay. a grown-ass woman. Like, Not even don't you the coolest
2: you're...
1: one in that room, okay? That,
2: that, that wasn't <laughs> even the worst part. She was like, I told my daughter that you do, like, podcasting and stuff, and that maybe we should give it a listen if the movie was good. And uh, her, after they saw the movie, her daughter was like, yeah, we shouldn't follow her or listen to her content.
0: Why? But why? I don't know. It's they're so. Uh, that's so dumb.
1: That's so dumb. Fair, you made super villain very clear there. You did not say superhero. Right.
2: But you then, like, a I was movie like
1: movie called Suicide Squad. <laughs> like,
2: yeah, that's what, like I saw. And then I was like, and Ratcatcher, she was so cool. Um, yeah. I think I think now she regrets hiring me, but it's fine. It's fine. I I
0: used to work with kids, and you. It's so funny how you'll go with one train of thought and then you'll realize no 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 back up back up back up so like like one of, one of the kids he got he uh he got like a new haircut but it was it was a faux hawk right and this kid was like oh i got a mohawk and i was like technically that's a faux hawk mohawks have a, sh- a shaved side with the mohawk on top and they're like they're like oh And then I was like, wait a minute. And I thought to myself before they said anything, I was like, faux hawk. They're just gonna say fuck. Like fuck. Like anytime they say faux hawk, (laughs) it's gonna sound like they're saying fuck, right? So then I was like, no, uh, never mind. No, you're right. That is a that is a mohawk. Look at the mohawk. Good job, mohawk. Mohawk. And so, like, yeah, I was like, I had to back up. I was like, never mind. Is it better to be right or just get it like, no, no, you know? Uh, so kids are interesting, and uh, one day when I do have kids, yeah, what one day when I do have kids, uh, uh, I will be introducing them to comics and and movies and stuff. And uh, but I, I have to pick and choose. By the way, this is something that I brought up um, on last week's episode. I want to create a Google Doc with comics that you for different age groups that you can recommend to classes. I love that, I love that, you know. Yeah, I was uh, we were talking about Marvel's voices identity last week, and I thought that that would be a good junior high related like comic to have for diverse audiences, you know, so people feel represented in the classroom. If you have Asian students in your classroom, Asian American students, Asian Canadian students, wherever you're teaching, uh, you can have that you can have Marvel pride, you can have communidadas when it comes out. So
2: I bought extra copies of all of like the voices. So we have like the uh, what like the women's voices and like uh, for my classroom for that reason. And then I gave the the pride one to our GSA club um, because I think they're so impactful. And it's really funny. So I started teaching with this one coworker and he's like uh, and I just like brought some comics in because like our kids were done testing. And he's like, this this is probably a weird question, but like. Where do you buy comic books from? Yeah. And I was like, the comic book store. And so, like, so many people don't even know that those exist. Yeah. Are like people our age. Um, and so, like, I brought those in and kids are like, this is such a cool story. Like, where do I get more from? And I was like, well, yeah. let me here. But even like, which we're going to dive into, like, Web of Spider Man, like.
0: Yeah. That's uh, a good uh, kid friendly book. That's yeah. like
1: perfect for that age group.
0: Yeah. Yes. It yeah. really.
2: Is and especially because it like ties into like the Avengers campus type of stuff, um, yeah. But then also uh, a really cool diverse one is the United States of Captain America, yeah, uh, which yeah. is like it hits on so many topics that are like relevant to yeah. right now in like a yeah. like in a a tra- uh, youth friendly way.
0: Yeah. And it makes sense for like junior high, like a junior high. Cause my junior high homeroom teacher had comics in his classroom and I ate it up. Cause like we had like half an hour of homeroom every single morning. And it was like, boom, read the comics for half an hour. And it was so cool. By the way, uh, we mentioned looking up comic shops near you. I have a little slide that I created. If you go to comic shop locator.com, you can look up nearby comic shops to you. Now that being said, I cannot vouch for all the comic shops out there. It's another Google Doc that I want to create for safe, inclusive, anti gatekeeping comic shops for especially for female uh, fans or fans of specific marginalized communities that that they're welcome at. I want to create a Google Doc of our recommendations of comic shops that accept that because I've had a lot of you know there's female fans that have. have, have wanted to get into comics but not felt safe going into specific comic shops in the area depending on the state. There might not be that many comic shops. So that being said Comic Shop Locator will find those comic shops but I'm trying to comprise a specific list of comic shops that are are essentially safe and inclusive to go to. So that's a separate thing but Comic ComicShopLocator.com will at least do the first step and that's finding comic shops near you. Yay. Um Uh let's get to the comics that came out this week. We were talking earlier pre-show about how it was a light comic book week. And that's because it was the fifth Tuesday. It was the fifth Tuesday of, of the, of August. And then I guess it's the first Tuesday for Marvel. So it'd be the fifth Tuesday of August for DC, but the first Tuesday of Marvel Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. September. What did I say? Oh, Wednesday. First Wednesday of September, last Wednesday of August. Anyway, the point being is, the comics that came out this week were a little bit light, but Marvel is gonna have five Wednesdays in this month. So, anyway, it was kind of a weird week for comics, but we're definitely gonna go over it. There were some, you know, a couple big titles that came out this week for, for each of them, but, um... Was there something, uh, well, actually, let me, let me read out actually some, uh, some comics that came out this week. We got Infinite Frontier 5 from DC. We got, um, Teen Titans Academy. We have, uh, Static number 3. From Marvel, we had, uh, New Mutants 21. We have Hellions 15. We had, uh, Star Wars The High Republic number 9. We had Demon Days, uh, Alien 6, which was supposed to come out last week, but it came out this week, um... And Dark Ages one. And then we had some indie comics like uh, Black Hammer Reborn 3, Parasomnia, Layla Star, and uh I I wrote DB, but I forget what D B is. What's DB? Uh, uh,
2: DB.
0: Oh no. DB was from last time. I, I put Geiger on this one. Oh, we yeah. didn't get to get we didn't get to Geiger. Uh or at least Manny said he didn't get to Geiger. I didn't get to Geiger. But I am. Anyway, we've got a lot of comics to talk about still, even for a slow week. So uh, what did everybody What did everybody read? What did everybody enjoy this week? Did y'all read The Many Deaths of Layla Starr?
2: No, not yet.
1: I <laughs> did not. Was it good? This book is, this is my pick of the week. It's the best book that came out this week. It's the end of The Many Deaths of Layla Starr. Uh, if you don't know, the premise is huh? that uh, the god of death gets fired because there is a baby that is born that will inevitably uh, make uh, immortality. Uh, and they're like, well, since, like, this this baby's going to be born that's inevitably going to make immortality, we don't need you anymore. Death, go hang out on Earth for a little bit. Uh, so the God of Death is now on the search for this child through through the many years of him growing up to try to stop him from creating immortality. Uh, it is this, like, beautiful meditation on the meaning of life and what death is, uh, and it made me think. It, this is the book that made me cry this week, so obviously that's Aww. why it's my pick. Uh, Uh the artwork is gorgeous this is the fifth issue and it's done so when it comes out in trade please like go read it it's really good the guy who wrote it killed it
2: this has been one of my favorites well no I can't say favorite because I've enjoyed so many independent books this year have Mm -hmm. just like killed it Um, but this was probably in my top ten
0: okay uh, I like the idea that Manny was saying pick of the week like I would like uh yeah. okay uh would like to hear Ambrosia's pick of the week, but she's gonna have to pick one and not two, like she always <laughs> does when I, I say pick one
2: very undecisive, yeah.
0: uh,
2: okay, I'm gonna go with demon days, uh cursed web,
0: okay, really, Yes. okay, I have I wanted to read it, but I didn't get to. But here are ten variant covers up on the screen for anyone watching the live stream on volume.com <laughs> slash the Keeg show. Uh Ten variant covers for this. Seemed like a big issue.
2: Um, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't big in terms of, like, okay. length-wise, but have you been reading, have you read any of the Demon Days?
0: I read one or two.
2: Manny, have you?
1: I don't know what these are. Are they, like, <gasps> one-shots, or...
2: No, kind of yes and no. Okay, because they're all different stories, but they are all tying in together. So it's kind of like the the riot symbiote stuff right now, or with like carnage. How like it focuses on like one character, but the story all ties in.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, so it's just like that. But Peach Momoko is a beautiful artist, and she also does this. I'm ninety percent sure that this is her first comic that she's done so she's doing the writing and the uh comic or and the artwork. okay but that's why that there's so many variants because her she's she's an artist and so yeah um, she's just done a ton of them but um what it is is that she takes like our superheroes and these marvel characters and some of like their stories and she turns them into this Japanese folklore. And so, instead of, like, Spider Gwen, we have uh... I forgot their names because it's all, like, (laughs) Japanese. She, like, renames the characters to, like, fit the...
0: It's like feudal Japan? Is it feudal? Kind of. It's like a fantasy feudal Japan?
2: Yeah. Um, but it is so beautiful. So, like, we have, like, Logan in here as, like, a dog but like his name isn't like Logan. And so like it's very like abstracty but so cool to see these characters in like this format. And that so it's like really cool. it's so cool cuz it like it feels like you're reading two different stories because like you could take it as it is as like this folklore but then if you know the comic book characters it also has like a whole nother like meaning of it. Uh, yeah. which is like super neat. So definitely check out uh Demon Days. I think like they've been kind of spread out. Uh so like the next one doesn't come out until December. And then prior to yeah. this, it didn't, the last one was like in June and then March. Yeah. Um, so they're all spread out, but they're all connected. Um, so definitely like check it out.
1: I'm going to all catch right. up before the next issue because that sounds really, really cool. It sort of sounds like Five Ronin, if you remember that from way back when Marvel oh. did. Oh, it was like a mini series where they did like The Punisher, The Hulk, Deadpool, oh, and yeah. Samurai. You remember that? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about those. Oh. Yeah. But like the whole aesthetic of it all is just incredibly like. I've
1: seen some yeah, of Moko's you know. art, it's gorgeous.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. And. Like, her take – so, again, this is, like, where I think Peach Momoko is my friend. Um, but on on Twitter, uh, she'll, like, just post her artwork of, like, Gwen Stacy and, like, of Peter Parker, like, in this, like – in her style of art. And it's it's beautiful.
0: So, right.
2: uh, Yeah, definitely check it out.
0: That's your pick of the week? Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, my pick of the week because uh, – uh, I love what they're doing with these, uh, what DC is doing with these. We got the Aquaman 80th anniversary 100-page um, special. And that had a bunch of variant covers, which you can see right there. I have a little bit of fun with the variant covers. It's it's a lot of work, but putting them on there and, like, like kind of making a screen for, like, 10 images. Um, but there's, like, nine variant covers for the Aquaman 80th anniversary. It's been 80 years since his creation in... 1941 1941 and so um, it's a hundred pages it's like an anthology type thing where it's oh, a couple cool. pages for 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 each story it's not a hundred page story but um you know it has a lot of it's exploring uh uh Aquaman did you guys read it at all or no yep you did okay cool yep. I didn't
2: I tried I That's just have all right didn't have it's a hundred
0: pages I know yeah yeah it's it's also 100 pages, but, like, not all the pages are story. Like, some are just, like, cut, like, artwork, like, splash panel artwork from different artists to celebrate, you know, Aquaman. But, like, Manny, what did you think of it?
1: Uh, I thought it was a good mix of stories. Um, what stuck out to me here was the, like, the crop of artists that they got I thought was great. Doc Shaner on that first story was gorgeous, and he needs to do more work, period. Uh there was that, like, flashback stories that was sort of a take on, like, the fun ho- hokey 40s Aquaman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a really fun and cute thing. The the one at the very end that's, like, a preview, I guess, of Aquaman, the beginning. Uh, yeah. I really yeah. like that a lot. There was a, there was a couple stories in here that I thought were really good, and uh, it's a great, like... I, honestly, I think it's a great jumping-on point for anybody who wants to, like, jump into Aquaman because it's got a little bit of all of the eras in there, a little bit of every single... Like uh important part of Aquaman's life in some way.
2: Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah. I'm not saying that this this moved me, but as a fan, I'm I'm constantly saying that like I don't have any like least favorite characters per se. Like people are always like, Who's your favorite? Who would you choose in the Justice League? And I'm like, I don't want to give anyone up. I don't like, I think that like a good writer really propels any character forward. Um, and like, you just got to find that iconic take on it. So like Aquaman to me is, you know, up until recently, like who would have thought he would have gotten his movie, you know? And like, like finding an iconic take with, with Aquaman, um, um, uh, is, is important. And like, I stand up for the guy, like even JLA year one, I think was one of my big Aquaman stories where it's like, it's those five characters, mm-hmm. uh, Aquaman, Black Canary, Flash, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter. And like, you really get to know the characters that aren't the Trinity. So in this, it's not like any of these characters moved me or any of these stories moved me as much as it was just a celebration of all things Aquaman, whether it be Aqualad or, well, either Aqualad. Uh, oh, we, we got Wednesday pull out there uh, on on volume, he says, "What's going on, gang?" Uh, what's up, Lex? Hi, Lex. Alex. Hi, um but uh yeah, it was more of a celebration and that's why I liked it. Also, I'm just a sucker for a 100-page special, you know? What was your
1: favorite story? That's always cool. Uh
0: my favorite story mm, might have been the first one cuz I liked that idea that the beast that 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 like shellfish beast had it's the classic, like huge beast causing havoc, but pull the thorn from his paw and like he's fine type yeah. thing. And I just kinda liked it. It was a classic, simple story. Um I also I like, oh, I like the Aqualad has to meet Black Manta once a year in a in a neutral spot. And uh but he never shows and it's always a robot. And like he's like, at some point my father will show. Because it's his father. Mm. Um Aqualad's dad is Black Manta, and so at some point black manta will show up. So Black Manta's getting his own series. Aqualad's getting getting his own series. And then uh Aquaman obviously always has his own series.
1: I, I really like that uh Aqualad story. And I say that as someone who is very hit or miss on Jeff Johns, especially recently. Was uh, that Jeff Johns? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that was really good and really like emo the probably the most emotionally resonant of anything in here uh my only issue with this is that i wish there were more mera aqualad yeah kind of got I mean, like a couple stories to himself uh but yeah. mera was sort of relegated to a like a like a weird side character in most of it yeah right yeah. Except for that like the, the the ones that focus on the love between aquaman and mera the
0: bombshell the uh the, yeah. the dc bombshell story that a dc bombshell story which is out of yeah. continuity it's its own earth you know uh,
1: but I want yeah, to see like right. something that focused hard on Mara. because Mara rules.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, I love Mara. Uh, the question is: Is DC backing off from Mara because of Amber Heard? I don't know. Oh. I'm, Ooh, I don't you know. Am I that. throwing that out there? Because she is going to be in the next movie. <laughs> but are they? But that would suck if they're like that. Shouldn't spoil the character. Like they should have recasted her. Tr- tr- oh, a hundred
2: percent. Because they shouldn't. Also, like, do you think that sales for that movie are going to go down because of the fact that? No. You don't think so?
0: No. No. Oh, wait. Sales going down, keeping uh, Mirror or not keeping Mirror?
2: I keeping mira because oh i think
0: i think it could go down because of keeping mira but i think if they recasted her i don't think there would have been a like big amber heard fan base being like i'm not gonna see it they couldn't have lost from that, but it was probably a contractual thing though
2: yeah i don't know anything about contracts but all i know is that i really wish that they would have recasted her
0: right
1: I don't think they're backing off of Mera in the comics based on, like, how much she shows up. Because she shows up in, like, a couple of stories right. in here. Quite a right. few. She just doesn't have a spotlight story, which I just feel was a missed opportunity.
0: That's weird, though. That part yeah. is weird. Yeah. Of not having a spotlight story. Because they used to push her. Like, wasn't she on the Justice League at a certain point? For a minute, yeah. Like, they were pushing her to the spotlight. And for her not to have a, a, a comic in this one is weird. You're right, Manny.
2: But and and I definitely agree that it's I don't feel like it's the Amber Heard stuff because like the cinematic universe and like the comic book universe don't really like talk or discuss. It's like almost like they're two separate entities.
0: Yeah, but they constantly push. Like like if thus when the Suicide Squad came out, there was a lot of variant covers with Suicide Squad, and then they pushed. They they not only push the main series of the Suicide Squad, which has Peacemaker in it. They also have yeah. Suicide Squad Get Joker, that is run by Red Hood. So yeah. it's like they they are pushing Suicide Squad more now that because of the movie. Sense. And that kind that does happen with yeah. Marvel and DC. You know they really have to bring characters back to life when characters when characters movies come out. They bring characters back to life. You know in the comics. Sorry, uh, Manny, what was that? What did you
1: uh, say? The 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 hard peacemaker push recently has been interesting because yeah. that character was like gone for years. Yeah, for yeah, literally decades I think since. Yeah, like the nineties perhaps,
0: uh, uh, minus definitely. a couple of and, small appearances. You know, right in like Pax Americana. in, yeah. uh, in multiversity.
1: Uh, shout out to yeah. Morrison, but like. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we weirdly hard. Ho- I, I mean, I know
1: why that is, right? Because that's that's the breakout star, I guess, of the, the the Suicide Squad. But like, you know, he showed up in like a couple of the books. I was like, damn, okay, okay that they're,
0: they're going for it. I respect it. Yeah. By the way, uh, shout out to the Suicide Squad for coming up with iconic points of view for these characters that in some DC comics movies don't have a point of view. Like Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman didn't really have a strong central point of view. They just did whatever the plot needed them to do. But like Peacemaker can be summed up in the movie by his quote of, I love peace so much that I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it or whatever he said. So like, that's literally his point of view put him in any situation, that's his point of view.
2: No, that's true. And I feel like it yeah. was a great way for, you know, people who aren't always into comic books to see some of these characters that we may know in the comic books, but actually see them on screen.
0: Yeah.
1: For sure. Yeah. Also, let's get them used to weird-ass costumes. This is the first step. <laughs> yeah. We're getting closer and closer to just letting the, the toilets hang seat. out again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, Superman even- needs trunks.
1: I've Hard agree. Hard agree. Batman
0: absolutely. does not. Batman does not. But Superman yeah, needs.
1: Here or there. Super, super, absolutely, the trumps needs to stay yeah. on Superman.
0: Right. Right. Um, uh, so uh, that was my pick of the week. But when we talk about like other ones that are like really good, uh, did any of you guys read Alien? Uh
2: I think I read that a- Alien issue six, right?
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I read that one last week. Did it I, come out
0: last week? Yeah. I didn't think I saw it on the list this week.
2: Uh, yeah, I I
0: didn't see it on the list this week. I thought it got moved from last week to this week. No. Cuz I, I, I only read it this week and I'm I'm maybe I'm confused. Okay.
2: I got mine last week. So I read okay. that one last week. Okay. But um it was interesting because uh, what did they have? They had another Alien comic that came out not too long ago. That was Aftermath. Like, yeah! Yeah, so I thought that they were done with Alien. Yeah. But... But no, this is an ongoing. Yeah, so I was excited to see that one. I wasn't expecting to, to yeah. see it, so...
0: Yeah, we don't have to talk much about this. I'm, if I'm wrong that this didn't came out, come out this week, like... Uh yeah, I mean it finishes and then you think it's, you know, classic. You think it's over and then they're like, no, there's another issue later and it ends on a cliffhanger. So I just I don't know how they're going to do an alien ongoing. Like how will you write the stories for that? But
2: I don't know. That's why I was I was curious about because I think like don't get me wrong. I've I enjoyed it. I liked the reboot, but then I'm just like as of right now it's like eh.
1: Okay. Right. I, it wasn't I feel like right. Alien. I feel like for me at least Alien works best in like short controlled bursts, like really good yes. miniseries, like Alien Dead Orbit, for example. Yeah. Great short, like punchy miniseries that gets what it needs to get done and dips. Uh I don't I don't think that like Alien needs and I think this goes for the films too, like big lore and like exploring all the lore stuff. I just want like a right. really good either horror or action story that'll like hit hard and then be done, you know?
2: Well, and I feel right. like that they kind of like missed that one by adding in like the aftermath, and um, definitely like playing around with like the timelines of the alien movies to the comics that, and then both comics like don't even align. It it, it was an interesting take, but yeah, I, I yeah. mean, I I'll, I continue reading it because I'm a completist, but I, don't
1: know. I respect that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I'm
2: um, always like hopeful that it will get better. Hence why I've been continuing to read Spider-Man and I feel like it's finally getting better.
0: Uh, uh let's talk about Sinister War cuz Sinister War came out. Did you guys read Sinister War number 4?
2: Yes. Nah.
0: First thing, why wasn't it a 6 issue mini series? Because it's Sinister. Why was it 4 issues? But okay.
2: I was uh cuz now I think that was the last one, correct?
0: It's the last one, but honestly, it doesn't. It's it's just a side story for the main Amazing Spider-Man title. Yeah, like it ends. Back into it, but like, why does it? Like, why did it need to happen? I I mean, there were some things that happened, but like, why?
2: That's my favorite
1: thing to do. For Spider-Man especially, just add like a thousand satellite series for like two seconds while you're doing yeah. this one main... That's that's like that's like the Marvel classic. You ever, you ever look at a new comic? Well, Spider-Man, 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 and then the rest is Batman. But like... Yeah. Oof. It yeah.
2: was... I feel like... I just haven't been a fan of this storyline to begin with with Kindred and yeah. Sin Eater. Uh, I feel like it's just dragged on way it's dragged too on long, so
0: long,
2: and like everything from like, like I get because we see you know what happens to Boomerang at the end, and we had Boomerang in like the like middle who was like living with Peter Parker, and then he wasn't, and then it, right. it's just it's just excuse my language, but it was a fucking hot mess express like
0: like yeah yeah from
2: issue like 50 on it's just like i this kindred sin eater stuff i'm i'm kind of over
0: i was i was not a fan of the sin eater stuff i was fan of the boomerang stuff yeah the boomerang storyline that wrapped up too early in my opinion and then i like what's robbie robertson's son's name i always ask what's his son's
2: name um hold on
0: when he was dating Beetle, that yeah. part I loved the Romeo and Juliet aspect of that. It's 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 Robbie Robertson's son Br- Randy. Brandon Robertson. Yes, Randy. R- Randy, Randy, yes, yes, Randy Robertson. So Randy, uh, uh, Randy's dating the Beetle. I love that part, and then that ended quickly. So it was yeah. like. And, I'm not interested so much in Kindred. Uh, Definitely not Sin Eater. I did not like the Sin Eater stuff. With this Sinister War thing, I thought they were going to expand more on it, but it was just a bash fest. Like, it was just them throwing punches. That's it.
2: Yes, and then, like, then we have, like, Doc Ock who, like, saves the day, and it's, like... Yeah. And, like, how he saves the day, it's, like, like, this simple... I wouldn't even say simple, but, like...
0: It was weird. It was a stretch because he was like he was like spiders are like or like, yeah, are like centipedes because they're both arthropods. So I just whipped up something and it was like, I don't think any any uh, entomologist will agree that they would be similar because I feel like spiders and centipedes would be super different.
2: I feel, no, I think what you said, it was perfect, that it was a stretch. And I think, like, yeah. it was definitely it was, like, a stretch of, like, how can I connect this? And, right. uh And, like, even we had, like, Mysterio and, like, it's it was just all over the place. And I really wish that they would have explored a lot of, like, that character development because I loved yeah. the um, Beatle romance in there. And I think we got, like, a cool uh, story with that. And then same with, like, Boomerang. And then it just... Now we're back with Mary Jane. And I don't know. Yeah. I'm I'm uh, ready for it. Ready for it to I, I mean, it ended with
0: a Doctor Strange-Mephisto thing. Because that's tying in with the Amazing Spider-Man run. Mm-hmm. But, like... I don't know. There were some cool things that happened in Sinister War, but for the most part it was just, look at these teams. It's cool to see these teams. Let's see them fight. And then... That's really it. Like, they brought back Morlin oh, from the yes. dead yes. and didn't do much with him. Yes. Like, he's I a multiversal it.
2: threat. Right. And he was, like, so, he was so, like, huge in, like, the Spider-Verse. And, like, if anyone would take down Peter Parker, it would, well, not if anyone. But he is, like, a huge role. And and then it was just, like, gone. So, like, why why even introduce him at that point?
0: Right right and uh i mean there was a cool thing that like they brought whirlwind back from the dead and it made him run into gray gargoyle and turn into a statue and it was kind of funny like the guy probably had five minutes alive and he runs into his teammate who then kills him by turning him to stone i mean that's what happens that's what I, you know uh that's why we're doing this live stream and not in person just in case you guys uh have that ability how did you know yeah (laughs) i wouldn't i yeah (laughs) it's because you're wearing gray manny you're wearing Uh, a gray shirt so i was like uh, gray gray gargoyle of course you're gonna turn people to stone um so yeah sinister war was kind of a letdown um I want to talk about another letdown. We don't have to go too much into it. The Midnighter annual. I was talking to Manny about it and I just mentioned that like it was it was it was a lot to get through and I was like I gave up. And I I gave up and I skimmed to the end and I was like, "Ah, oh, I don't understand what's going on. There's like a Midnighter from the future." And then a midnighter from the past, and when the future gets old enough, they'll switch places. It was like,
1: and he's got like the 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 computer brain of the one of the other midnighter in the midnighter from the future. It's yeah, it's dense and kind of. boring. I did the same thing. I read halfway. Yeah. and I was like, I'm like not just not having a good time. I do like Michael Avon Oving's art a lot. Uh, I think uh-huh. his, his his like work is super stylized, and I dig that. Um, yeah. especially like when, when you, he like dedicates himself to an aesthetic and he like does the best version of that aesthetic, I think. Uh, but also even that it didn't feel like it fit this kind of story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, it was he, like, his stuff was like super cartoony and wacky, but this story was like, uh, like a weird, crazy time travel thing. And it felt like it, it sort of, uh, uh, was like crying for some, for, for some art that's a little bit more serious, a little bit more photorealistic. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I I got yeah I got halfway through and I was like this, this it, it isn't for me.
0: I yeah I I couldn't maybe other people might like it uh, I couldn't I couldn't get into it and it's supposed to be a one shot but it felt so heavy.
2: Well, yeah. and like, that's that's why I didn't even start it because if it was going to be a continue well I I read like two pages of it and I wasn't interested and I think if it was going to be a. Con- continuing series I would have invested and taken more time to read it but because if it was a one shot I was like
0: eh. yeah yeah um there was a Harley Quinn annual that came out this week I didn't get to read it though did anyone read it Mm-mm. I didn't get to read it okay I mean it's cool cover art but I didn't I didn't get to read it and it looks interesting and um the new Harley Quinn storyline is interesting because Hugo Strange I think is the villain in in her story this is the annual though so it's a little bit separate but for anyone out there who who is new or like knows the characters annuals are kind of cool one shots for anyone who doesn't know like most series get an annual just a one-shot issue might be a little bit supersized and you read it and it's like a one-shot story so if you like harley quinn and you want to read a one-shot i would recommend this annual having not even read it I would be like, yeah, just, you know, it's an annual, just by virtue of it. Just the Midnighter annual, eh, maybe not. Uh, did y'all read
1: Static, number three? I did.
2: I read half of it.
1: Uh, oh, no.
2: Why do you give up? Uh, because I was trying to... Mm, this is i don't want to get in trouble but i was trying to read as many comics as i can before i came on so i was reading it yeah. whenever i got to a stoplight on my way home from school and then oh shit, yeah off like on my phone and yeah, then yeah, yeah. i came home and i was only halfway done it
0: happens that's fine it happens
2: oh. it happens
1: uh i'm digging it are you digging it manny Dude, I really like this issue. I feel like we're finally getting to like the superheroing stuff, which you yes. share. I think it's appropriate that we took our time to get here and really uh had us care about static and his supporting cast so that a lot of this stuff sort of means more as we're getting right. through here. Uh but like he's got a suit and the new suit looks awesome. It's not his final suit yet, I know. No. Uh, but no. it's like really it's like a, a a an update of the original, which yeah, I kind of did. The hat. Yeah. Uh uh, I dig the 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 conversation that he has with his father on while, he, while they're like helping with the roof. Uh, again, this book is putting a lot of emphasis on his ties to his family, uh, and I dig that stuff. Also, uh, uh, Nicholas Draper, Ivy, can draw action. He can, dude. He's yeah. sick.
0: Yeah, and he could draw people of color and make them all look different. And yes. he could draw that the hair, mm-hmm. like even on this cover alone. Like, check out the hair, like. Like that's someone who knows hair, you know? Yeah, like, you could see it. You could see the fades, you could see like you just I don't I don't even know all the wording for all the hairstyles, but like like you can see it and I know that like if they do a live action static, I know they've been talking about it for years, uh, they need to get the hairstylist who does grown I don't know if you've seen Gronish, but Groanish is the is the spin-off of blackish. Um but it's the kids that are in college. And so it's a college age uh, uh, story of like multiple people, uh, uh, mostly black actors, but then um, like different people of color. Uh, and so their hairstyles are always different from episode to episode and it's always like on point. So that's all I'm saying. People are talking about who we cast as static, who do we cast as like, or do we have the director? But like if you do a static movie, you got to have the whole experience, the whole culture there. You know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, And so, like, Nicholas Draper-Ivy brings it to his art. And I'm saying take that art, make it real life, and bring that level of, like, knowledge.
1: Yeah. Also, he's got this, like, his stuff is uh, very influenced by, like, an an almost anime aesthetic, which I find really interesting. And I'm not just talking about, like, the way he draws things. I'm talking about, like, uh, his page flow and his action, uh, Mm -hmm. I think, is is very manga-esque. And I really dig that. He, there, there's even like a little a little panel in here, you know, when uh, you, you see like little Static and he and he does like the henshin thing. Uh, oh
0: yeah, that's right. Because he he brings that Static was a manga fan when he was a kid.
1: Yeah, he he like yeah. says his dad and like he's a Tokusatsu fan, which I love Tokusatsu. So like that was like a big thing for me. And I love that Static yeah. in in the, throughout this book has been a big freaking nerd as he always has been because in the original, like whenever you would see him with his friends, he's like playing D and D. Right. So I, I think that this book is doing a great job of updating what worked about the original Static and making it modern uh, and making yeah. it uh, accessible. Because again, even like the thing, the training with his dad, they're doing a lot to make this feel like a, a book that's going to be great for even like kids who don't read comics but read manga can pretty easily transition into this. I yeah. I like
0: the book a lot, is what I'm saying. Vita and yeah. uh, Nicholas are killing it. I, I, uh and I think they're getting here, but I would like the characterization in my own head of Miles Morales and Static to be distinctly different Absolutely. when it's, it would be an easy way, like easy for a writer to write them the same. And I know one is Milestone and one is Marvel and the Milestone is, you know, the offshoot of DC. Uh, so I know they're different. So we're not going to get the same writers on both and they're not going to team up. But like, just for the sake of, diversity writing them as distinctly two different characters I think is important. And I've, I, I, I'm, have you guys noticed that they're different or
1: I have something here with, when it comes to miles Morales. Yeah. Uh, He has written so vastly different between writers that he does not have a nailed down character I think that Saladin Mm. Ahmed's run has done a great job of, of sort of uh, lasering in on who this version of miles is right yeah but i think that the bendis run was that uh, he was like a very bland generic teen character that i
0: peter uh, parker he was essentially peter. yeah yeah he was black peter parker in like, bendis in bendis's yeah, yeah
1: specifically yeah. in the bendis run but i think that like for example spider-verse made him into a very distinct character and i got a feel for who that person was outside of black peter parker like bendis wrote him even the spider-man video game very different character in that than he was in the Spider Verse movie, but again, very distinct. And I think that Ahmed's current run is also doing that, and making him a very distinct character. And I think that that character feels very different than what they're doing with Static, because Static is like a very like traditional fucking nerd, which I feel like uh, you don't you don't get like like a like a pop culture obsessed nerd, which you don't really okay see very often in like superheroes anymore, right? Because you can't do yeah pop culture with it without it sounding like weird, because you'll have to like skirt around copyright right right Uh, but in here i think they're doing a great job of like doing that making him making him feel smart uh and getting all the the sort of angsty stuff in that would come with you know uh getting powers and stuff. but i feel like the big thing that differentiates him in this run is his relationship with his family uh Mm. because that's been most of who we've seen him interact with that's been a lot of his anxieties have come from like what are people going to think about me uh and i think that vita's done a great job of putting emphasis enough on that that he feels like his own character and not like a cheap copy of anything else that we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wednesday pull out there says uh, that he agrees with, with what you're saying. Miles has had a hard time pinning down a persona. And uh, I, I agree with that. I, I Every time I think that Miles has a persona, it's in a very specific thing. Spider versus persona. You're right. The, 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 the video game... Um, uh, uh, Saladin Ahmed's run that's going on right now, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, I I would agree with that. Um, they're both nerds though, but different types. I think they're different types, and I think that that has me thinking. Like, yeah, there's different types of nerds. There's like the nerds that like the minutia of it all. There's the there's the nerds that like the the pop culture versus a nerd that likes the tech stuff, and like these are all like different personality traits um
2: which is interesting that you brought that up because i never really put that connection like even though i'm only on issue two of static and i haven't read issue three i never really put that connection between him and miles morales
0: yeah um i saw a fight recently of of whatever comic book battles or whatever the there's like that youtube thing where they pit them up together and then people on tiktok have also been like who would win? Who would win? And uh, uh, they get pitted together. And because at first glance, they're they're very similar because we don't get too many characters like them anyway. So Are you the saying that they're that similar get,
1: because they're both black teens? Because then that tells you something more about comics than it does like anything no, else. No, that's like, what I'm saying. Ooh, there's yes. more than one black teenage boy who's a superhero. Like, that's, exactly. that's sort of wild to me that that's like the only reason that they pair these two characters together. Mm-hmm. I, yeah comics man
0: yeah oh. well i mean that that i mean that is the case it is yeah. because we don't have too many uh 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 like not even like side like sidekicks aside we're talking like yeah. main heroes miles morales because i don't consider miles a sidekick. miles yeah. Yeah. and static being like young black male superheroes there's not too many of them so they yeah. would get paired up or compared
2: well, uh, then, has, has anyone done like reptilian or no, not reptilian? Reptile. Is, reptile? Yeah, reptile. Because he is a young Hispanic superhero.
0: Right. I mean, you could compare him to like Joaquin Torres, uh, you know, like, Blue forget, beetle, but perhaps? <laughs> Blue Beetle. Okay, yeah. reptile and Blue Beetle could like, be comparable. Kinda... And the, I would the hope that's is, is that enough. The issue is that, like,
1: Reptile is only getting his own series now. Blue Beetle Jaime Reyes hasn't been like relevant since his first series because everybody skipped the New Fifty Two book and everybody skipped that book in the beginning of Rebirth. Uh, (gasps) I I think why like Static and Miles are are because Miles Marvel has pushed the hell out of that kid for like good reason, right? I think that that character has a lot of great potential and the way that different people have been using them, they've gotten a lot
0: of mileage out of them. Well, done.
1: well done. <laughs> and ecstatic again we're now seeing that push again and we're now seeing like the rumors of the movies and things like that
0: yeah
2: also like I, I maybe feel like the times are changing based off of like uh i mean this year alone i feel like marvel and dc have both come out of their shell and are willing to take more risks when it comes to some of their characters uh that they may have not done in the past like even when it comes right. to like identity and like cultural and and I think with this whole uh with like the movement that we saw last summer um no. I think really sparked an interest and I'm honestly surprised because I mean marvel and marvel in particular is a lot more um p c than d c when it comes to those in that regards and so mm. it's been interesting to see them add more of these characters or highlight more of these characters than what they would have in the past.
0: I'm here for it, That's interesting that that's your take, though. Marvel versus DC, you think that Marvel is more PC. Because people have pointed out that, like, DC normally drags their feet when it comes to characters of color. But lately, both both sides have been doing, you know, a better job, should I say. I think uh, since
1: Future State, DC's doing a lot better of a job. Because, like, since, like, Infinite Frontier, or I guess, because they've been, like, Okay, fucking Yara's getting her own book. Static has his own book now, even though that's the milestone stuff. But that's all coming out yeah. at it around the same time. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Titans Academy, which if you want to talk about that this week. Oh we'll yeah,
0: one of those books.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, look, like do you
0: want to talk about? You're Let's, you're right. There is a lot of stuff like that, and I think that's something that I brought up last week or the week before or whatever. Is that the difference? Isn't and i love chris claremont but the diff- it, it isn't no maybe gone are the days where you have this like white male writer who's writing about cultures that he either doesn't know about or knows about but isn't from that culture so yeah. to get that like you know nowadays we're getting you know we have kamala khan being written by people of that community miles as well right and so like uh, and we're seeing in these like Marvel Voices identity books and, and Communidata is coming up where we're going to get writers from those communities writing about characters from those communities. I you am know?
1: very excited like, for that kind of push because I, I've i talked about this before. I have a whole video on it. Uh, I want to see more uh, marginalized voices in comics because it feels like comics relies on the same five white guys and you both know exactly what I'm talking about. You guys had names pop in your head the moment I said yeah. that, right? Right. Uh, I w- I wanna see uh Marvel and DC push these writers who often who like often will be left by the wayside or will yeah. be left on a book that will last maybe six issues and they get canceled.
0: Right. And female creators, like why aren't female creators 50% of creators? Absolutely. 50%. It just give like 50%. You're telling me that women can't draw as well as men? That makes no sense. Like, if you, like, how can you compute that? Women don't draw? You're telling me that women don't write as well as men? That doesn't make, like, that doesn't make any Let sense.
1: See. Let me hit you with a crazy stat. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man has lasted for yeah. almost 900 issues now, right? Yeah. How many women have written Amazing Spider-Man?
0: I'm saying zero.
1: I'm going to say zero. One for a single One. issue. Who? Who was in the it? 80's it was Anne as part of her story, what? Life in the Mad Dog Ward, where she wrote between all four Spider-Man titles. Uh, yeah. But Other than that, no women on Amazing Spider-Man.
0: Do you know my he, theory about that?
2: Hmm. What
0: my my theory is that Spider-Man is the white male protagonist book. Like
2: no, and I I agree because I see it. He's just it's true. Favorite, but yeah, every
0: like every I mean it's it's true. Like uh, like his whole fan base tends to. Well, I mean his fan base could be diverse, but it is a lot of white male protagonist fan base. Like that's like. People like, want to see it. So People who look for... like Peter Parker, yeah. loving Peter Parker. That's what it like.
1: I don't love so Peter Parker, but, the you know. the next era of Amazing Spider-Man, because we got Kelly Thompson on that book, like, consistently, mm. which she'll be the first female writer to write more than a single issue of Amazing Spider-Man, which is funny. I didn't know what? she was tapped. Okay, I didn't know she yeah. was tapped for that. She's on the rotation, because it's going to be Spider-Man as written by committee again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think oh. it's Ahmed, Ahmed. Uh, Wells, uh, Kelly Thompson, and I think there might be one more person that rotates. Okay. Them.
0: Okay. Uh, because I would also I would also say that so- Spider-Man doesn't have, like, men of color writing them, too, either, right?
1: Very, very few. I think... Very, I, yeah. I, I, lo- I tried to look that up, and there was, like, maybe one or two that I could find.
2: Right, and, like, right. which also is so sad, because then we have, like, Ahmed... Uh, what's his last
1: name? S- uh, Saladin Ahmed.
2: Yes, thank you. Uh, who's writing Miles Morales, who just is, like... I mean, he's a person of color, so, like, why can't yeah. he write He's on him?
1: Spider-Man. He's on He's on the new he's rotation on- of Spider-Man. Oh,
2: is he?
0: Yes.
1: Is he oh, leaving cool. Miles?
0: Is
2: he I'm
1: leaving Miles? I'm not sure if he's, he's leaving Miles or if he's just going to be one of the, like, because re- you remember in that Brand New Day era of Spider-Man where every other issue, where every couple of issues they swapped out, like, yeah. it was, like, Mark yeah. Way, Dan Slide, etc. It looks like they're going to be doing that with this new era of, like, Ben Reilly as Spider-Man for a little bit, uh, and... Mm-hmm he's going to be on the rotating cast of writers for that, which is sick. Cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm excited then. I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, um, I have so much to think about now. This is, uh, I didn't know, I didn't know Kelly Thompson was was going on there. I didn't know they were going to write by committee. Uh, uh, Diversity in the workplace. I mean, it's it's so important. And then diversity in the entertainment industry, like, Again, like why? Why can't we have fifty percent of writers be women?
2: That does it doesn't That's make any sense because the readers aren't ready for that. Think about the right. average, like the uh. the gatekeepers, like the average comic book reader. Right. Like, how much pushback do they already rec- like? Do women already receive in like right. everything and like right. even yeah? Like, that is the reason why. is because they don't want to read a comic book
1: written by a woman. Right. I hate whenever I see the discourse around that sort of thing, whenever you have, like, a person of color or a woman, or even, like, a, like, like a person who openly identifies as queer on a book, because it becomes a whole situation of, well, they don't, like, you know, they don't have the qualifications for this. But, like, when, for example, when Donnie Cates pulled up and they just, like, gave him everything... Right? Yeah. Nobody nobody fucking questioned it. He had one miniseries, and then Marvel's like, here's the gates to the rest of the Marvel Universe. And everybody was like, sure!
2: Yes, and, and everyone's on board, and no one has ever did any, like, pushback. The only pushback I saw was on Twitter that Donny Cates went to a concert and, and canceled a Comic-Con, and someone was upset about that. Mm. But besides that, when it comes to books, like, there is no pushback on that whatsoever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean, we we get pushback when when a woman's first like screenplay writing gig is writing is like the like she has everybody has to do their first movie somewhere, or first big blockbuster somewhere. But then male screenwriters, they're like, oh yeah yeah yeah, that's fine. It's your first blockbuster movie. Come on board. Uh, and so like, there's definitely I, my question of why aren't 50 percent of the writers female. Is record- rhetorical because yes, we know we know the answers, but it's like, but an actual question is like, what possibly good actual reason could there be? And there isn't. Uh, there isn't an actual. Bigger good.
1: offices are all run by also white dudes. It it is a yeah. it is an infinite cycle of white dudes is the issue. Is that they like replenish those offices and then it's more white dudes who are going to hire more white dudes. Who, yeah, etc. etc.
0: Well, it's also because of the way we, we view writing in general, like, like the industry of writing, whether it's prose, whether it's novels, whether it's comic books, whether it's whatever is, is, is our classics are white men, like that's what we and anyone else are niche authors, right? Like if it's a woman author, it's like, oh, that's a niche female title. It's a niche black title that's a black author writing about black experiences and black experiences are not mainstream experiences. White males represent the mainstream experience. And that's not true either. But like, that's kind of the gist we get with novels, the great Gatsby catcher in the rye. Like,
1: have you ever read the letters pages on the old milestone comics? Uh, no, they are some of the craziest things I've ever seen because my, like the, the whole idea was miles of milestone was, uh, you know, uh, a, a diverse, a diverse group of creators writing a diverse group of characters, right? That they didn't see in the comics that were already out at the time, and so many of the letters pages were discussions like this that they entertained. They were like, like people were like, you know, uh, I, I why you know why are you guys only writing comics for black people? And they would say, like, they aren't. They're for everybody. like they just have black characters in them, and like that's yeah. just part of who these characters are. And I, I feel like there the, the more of that discussion needs to be had in like the Marvel offices right like we have to like, like again like uh women writers aren't just for female characters uh poc writers aren't just for characters of color uh right. because oh my gosh put someone different on a goddamn spider-man book jeez oh my right.
2: gosh which has already been overkill and <laughs> I, it probably could have done better like if someone else was writing it we could we could have a better kindred or sin eater or something would have made more sense but like also like highlighting some of the women writers because like okay not to like to call out anyone but like did any of you guys read warhammer
0: no uh no
2: Okay, so that was written by Torin Grinback, who is a female writer, and uh, she also has been reading, like, The Mighty Valkyrie. And, Mighty
1: Valkyrie's been really good.
2: Yes, I, she's phenomenal, but, like, I got to interview her, and I was like, if you could write, like, if you could write any comic book, what would, like, which series would you want to jump into, and she was like, Punisher, but because of, like, the stigma of, like, a female who, like, is into violence and has two uh, right, a white male essentially is like way out and left field, and then like also okay, no offense, no offense, okay, but like you got neither of you guys read Peach Momoko's book either. Who is a female? The demon, or a, demon Days. Yeah. yeah who yeah. is?
0: I a, read the first one, but yes, yes.
2: But like, like, so I feel like sometimes like the women kind of get on, like, put on the the yeah on,
1: on on the satellite books, right? Yeah. Like on the on the right. stuff that that you're, that you're going to glance at and then go like, well, that's not the main six books that right. you read Marvel and right. DC for, so you, so you skip it. You're totally right. That's
0: uh, And like, they may or may not get canceled anyway. Right? Exactly. These are the books that like, but that's what sucks also. If we don't watch them, if we don't read them, they get canceled because there's right. not enough fusion. But then we are also not reading them because, hey, it might get canceled.
2: Right, what? and that's like, Uh, where, you know, when we have these women who are writing, like, or these people of color in general, that, like, that's, like, the first book I, like, I try to buy because I don't want it to get canceled because I want people to have the chance and opportunity to, like, keep going.
0: Right. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I would love this show to get bigger and bigger reach so we can start affecting, like, yeah, like, talking about things, you know, and giving our recommendations, and we're reading everything here, so... We'll let you know what's good and what's not good. And, you know, hopefully everybody's colorblind to it. Something that, that I, that's something that, like, you know, we were talking about is that when, uh, like, Manning was talking about Milestone and the reader's comments is that, like, we expect Black characters to just be for Black people. Why aren't white readers reading Black characters? They say these are different than us but they expect everybody to be white characters and that everyone should accept white characters to be read by all. Yeah. It's a double standard there. It's, nice. it's like, I will not read your people, but you read our people type thing. And I mean, that's had- honestly what stories have been in American, American literature for, for, for centuries, right? Is white male protagonists for centuries.
2: If we have Jordan Pill just come in and write these comic books. right. Because, like, that was, like, that was his whole, like, because he's done Get Out and Us, and, like, his main thing was to, like, incorporate, like, everyone, but also to, like, highlight characters who aren't always highlighted.
0: Yeah. Uh, Wednesday Poll says, can you imagine a woman writing Detective Comics or Batman? I would love that so much, but certain fans would burn it all down. He also says, Mariko Tamaki is about to be the main writer on Detective. Oh, that's what Manny said. Sorry, Manny... And then, sorry, I didn't, and then Wednesday poll is saying uh, I was hoping so. That's cool. I didn't know Mariko Tamaki. I'm giving her another shot. I
2: was gonna say you uh, didn't like her in one of. I the... didn't like her
0: at first. What? Uh,
2: Which one? What? Oh, it yeah. was the the female
0: the uh... the female Marvel anthology. Yes. Uh, because and I will defend myself to this, and I won't go back on this. I'm not saying she's a crap writer. Not at all. Not at all. I I respect her her hustle, and if she's writing other stuff like Crush Crush and Lobo, the Crush oh. and Lobo book is really good. I, I like the it. Crush and Lobo book, and that's written by it. her. Yeah. But my first reading of her, first reading that I thought that I think of her was the Marvel uh, female superhero anthology book where she wrote like one page uh kind of one page comics that kind of break up the bigger stories and each of those one page comics were dare i say stereotypical like like i'm death i'm lady deathstrike and i got my nails done and I'm, I'm, I'm Medusa. I love I'm Medusa, this. and I got my hair done. I am a frost, <laughs> and I don't want to get ready with my makeup this morning. So I'm going to psychically image a beautiful, like a made-up face over my face as I walk down the street, and I'm a frost. And, and I'm like, not
2: going to lie, I, just... I loved those, like, because, yeah, but, like, yeah. the nail one, I was, like, completely, like, laughing about, and, like, I showed it to my husband, yeah. because I was, like, oh, my gosh, that's totally me, like, because, <laughs> I know, because, and, and maybe, like, I don't know, I, I found it, like, slightly relatable, We're like, okay. we want to be, like, badass, but we also really want to go get our nails done, and, yeah. and, and like, and i I loved it because I was like, Yeah, we don't talk enough about and I know this is like something that you didn't like about it, but like we didn't we don't talk enough about like the girly side or like the feminine side of being a superhero, which is totally stereotypical, but like sometimes us females are like super stereotypical and
0: and that's fine. I get that. And and, I'm I'm listening to your side there. And maybe I was too harsh. No. The first thing I I read from her was
1: X-23, which I really, really like. She followed up Tom Taylor's All the Wolverine. And uh, that book was really good. Uh, Her X-23 follow-up to that Wolverine book was really good.
0: Who introduced Gabby and Scout? Or Uh, Gabby is Scout.
1: Tom Taylor introduces Gabby and Scout. When he finishes All the Wolverine and she goes back to X-23, Mariko Tegamaki takes over for that, I think it's like a 12-issue series or something like that.
0: And she probably read that. Yes, it's really good. Okay. Um, So maybe that was her just doing something different, and I judged her off of that. And for that, I am sorry. Still not a fan of those one shot pages. But I I, I can't, but it wasn't for me. I, I want
2: you to cuz cuz you said that like that's something that you're like going to like die on and like and I want you to continue that because like that's like that's the beauty of like comic books is that we all like we all have different characters and we all see things like differently and that's what yeah. I love and I love having these conversations cuz like something yeah. that like you didn't like I loved and vice versa and so I And I that, realize it's not for me. Yeah. Like and that's so much And not like, everything
1: is for everybody. Like that's the
2: I, thing. I, not
0: everything is for everybody.
2: No. Yeah. And, that, I, and that's what I love because um, that's like we have these conversations is trying to find someone. And as like a comic book reader and, and you know, us trying to get this platform bigger is trying to find uh, a comic to hit everybody. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And so that's like we all know, have
0: like, our different tastes. Also, yeah. like we're never going to completely agree with everything.
2: That's and, what makes the show. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It'd be so boring yeah. if we all like the same By the way, I
0: do like that we agree on like the core tenets of like just being a good human being. That part <laughs> I really like. You know? And like but, uh that's always nice. We call um,
1: that morally in sync.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: Speaking of um, Tom Taylor though, did yeah. any of you guys read Dark Ages? I did. I did. Yes. I was surprised that he wrote it.
1: It felt very on brand for him, for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, because typically,
2: yeah. he's, uh, he doesn't write a ton for Marvel, does he?
1: Uh, he, uh, in the past, he has, but it's been, like, in and out. Like, uh, again, the last thing I remember from him uh, was, was that, was it all new over him? It can't have been that long ago.
2: I It's been a while.
1: But, ooh, I think, you, no, it was uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man.
2: Oh, which that's oh. been, like... A year? That's a long
1: time it, ago. Even that, it's still a while ago. Yeah. Like, it, a couple years, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, you're right. It, it has been a minute since we've seen a Tom Taylor uh Marvel book. Yeah. Uh, but this one felt very, very on brand, and it made me realize that I think I'm getting a little Tom Taylor out.
2: Really? Oh.
1: Uh Oh. I know. I wasn't expecting that
2: one.
1: This is a mm. possible hot take. I don't know. Uh Okay. But- this felt exactly like Deceased. Like, it does. It is. Like yes. To a T. And then this made me realize that Nightwing has the same overall message as his Superman right now.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and I was just like... Son of hitting a, right? Yeah. He's hitting um. a lot of the same beats in a lot of the stuff that he does. And I, I tend to sort of like, I'm like, okay, can we, can we try something can we do something a little different like this it it does the the very similar thing to deceased where it's like there's a big cataclysmic event that happened but all of our heroes are the most pure things on the planet and they're gonna get through it and that's that's how we do and we're gonna low-key high-key kill off a bunch of characters and do a bunch of stuff that's not really gonna affect you emotionally because it's we're gonna gloss over it very quickly you know what i mean or at least that's what it felt like for me for me it felt like the deaths of these characters weren't like I wasn't like I was like I know what kind of book this is now, uh, yeah. Because he just sort of glosses over them really quickly and and sort of go uh, it, it goes for the like we can be heroes through all this death and destruction. And again, it, it's a thing that I've seen from him before.
0: I, I'm, I'm interested I'm totally, to see where it goes. Yeah, there there's some points and plot points in this that I thought were cool. I'm glad that they didn't fridge Mary Jane. Holy shit every alternate universe Spider-Man story fridges Mary Jane. Absolutely. It's like on ty- cuz I just read uh Marvel Zombie uh, reread I've, I mean I've I've read it a couple times. Marvel Zombies Return, which is the five issue miniseries that ends Marvel Zombies and like they always fridge Mary Jane every Spider-Man alternate universe thing. So I'm glad that they didn't do that. Um I'm excited for that final well, because in the, in the end, or in the end of the first issue, they they go they hit the 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 future with no electricity, right? Mm. Which I think is an interesting concept because that was that NBC show, right? What was that Revolution? Is that what it was? Wow, deep cut, but yeah, <laughs> you remember? You remember yeah, that? I remember what you're talking about. It's it's uh uh well because they were they used to they used to advertise Revolution during Comic Con and like they were really pushing Revolution hard. And it was, like, that next event show. Because, like, there's always those event shows where yeah. it's, like, something happens. Oh, Manifest. Oh, Nova, Lost. Like oh, that. Terra Nova. Oh, like, yeah, like, literally The Event, I think, was, a, was one of the <laughs> It was called The Event. And it's, like, okay. Uh, so this was essentially that plot, but let's do it with Marvel. And I'm interested in those Apocalypse people. Like, not Apocalypse people, but Apocalypse and his crew. Holy guacamole! It's apocalypse, sick. Beast, carnage. Reed Richards, Death St- Death Strike, Iron Man.
1: Uh, Steampunk Iron Man it. looks sick. Yeah. Uh, I will.
0: Yeah. I, I will. Uh, as Wednesday
1: Pull said in the chat, uh, Ivan Coelho's art dope. Red. Mm-hmm. His designs are cool. His action is awesome. Uh, that guy should draw Spider Man more. <laughs> Spider Man was really sick.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts of like, I mean, you're right. It's Deceased. It's DC's, which is DC's and- is just Marvel zombies. So right. it's like Marvel zombies to DC's. I to... will hold
1: that they are very, very different books.
0: They're different. They're like, different. I-, I feel
1: like Mar- Marvel zombies is like super tongue in cheek, right? Like it knows what it knows what it is, you know. Uh, ver- versus this and this and deceased, which are just like both the same, like. uh... Big, big climactic superhero battle. Now that, but like the superheroes are all good, and we'll get through this, and we're right. inevitably I, like I know what's gonna happen through this book. A bunch of people are gonna die. Characters that you know are gonna feel sad, but uh, but like hope we'll pull through because that's every Tom Taylor book, and I like that. I like that message, and right. I and I and I and I dig that that vibe. But when it's like every single book that he doesn't like. I just feel like I need something, need to change it up a little bit, you know what I mean? Right. No,
2: and that makes sense. I I never read Deceased.
1: Uh, Oh. I
2: I read Marvel Zombies, but I never read the Deceased storyline, which I've heard it's great, but that is probably why my perspective of Dark Ages is different (laughs) because I don't see it as a Tom Taylor 2.0. Oh,
1: okay. Right. What did you think Uh, of this issue?
2: I liked it. Like, I, there's a lot of, it's there's a ton of characters in here and I'm curious to know how that is going to continue. Cause it, it's, it's pretty heavy. Um,
1: there's quite a few, yeah.
2: But I also got annoyed because I am over, and this is just me nitpicking, but I'm over them starting uh, Peter Parker's kids all over again. So like, I wish that they just would have like one consistent child like, throughout the series, because, I mean, um, we have, well, not throughout the series, but throughout the... Uh...
1: Many incarnations of the Parker family, I guess.
2: Yes, because Mary Jane is, I mean, we're always going to have a Mary Jane, but we have so many different Parker children. And, I mean, even J.J. J. Abrams, like, typically they are daughters, but J.J. J. Abrams had, like, his spinoff of Spider-Man. He had a little boy in there. And Another
0: I, white male protagonist coming from a white
2: male protagonist. <laughs>
0: like, that's all... It's like, let's just continue the Peter Parker story again. Okay, Also, great. this could have
1: just been the kid from A New Year Vows who was older, but no. Right? Or this could have been the kid from Marvel, the, the, that other Marvel Universe. Remember when she becomes Spider-Girl for a little right. bit? Right. Yeah, no. Mayday. Mayday
0: right. Parker. Yeah. Right.
2: And because she obviously, like, in this comic, she has powers. So, like, I don't understand why you don't just... Right. Right. Well, I I
0: personally think it's because how are you going to keep the multiverses separate in your own head? For (laughs) example, in Marvel Zombies, they, right off the bat, they're like, Colonel America. And you know that this is a separate universe. Like, so I think that maybe they're just doing a thing where, like, how do we know it's a separate universe? MJ and Peter have a different kid. And, like, that's just how it is, right? That's how you keep it separate in your head.
1: That kid's gonna be the hero of this miniseries, I'm calling it now.
0: How, how many me? how many years did it jump forward at the end? I forget. Seven or something, like... right? Yeah. Sure, we'll go with that.
2: Seven sounds great.
0: Yeah. Maybe I'm saying seven because Wednesday poll brought up seven secrets. So oh. I'm like seven, <laughs> yes, but maybe. Um I'm excited to see where it goes. Also, I'm I'm really, I've always been a big fan of. When you spot, show a team on one page, there's, like, you, you just, you see, like, when you see a whole team on one huh. panel, I'm a big fan of that. Like, X-Men does it all the time, right? Like, where, I know what you're so talking this about one, it's, like, Apocalypse in the center, <laughs> like, Reed in the back with his fingers, Deathstrike, strike, ha <laughs> Iron Man in the back, fly, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just a big fan of that. That's awesome. Your Deathstrike
1: ah. voice gives me life, I want you to know that.
0: That's right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um But yeah, so uh
2: let's see. Manny, I think you're the only one that read Fear State,
1: yeah? Yeah. Mm.
2: I wanted to. What was what was your take on it?
1: It was a lot of setup. Uh I feel like I'm because I'm not like reading Batman or Detective right now. I'm reading all the like extra Batman books that I think yeah. are cool. So a lot of this maybe went over my head, but the deal is uh Scarecrow has kidnapped Batman and he's like so to 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 make uh, Gotham and the people of Gotham move forward, we need to scare them a bunch. Can you imagine that, Scarecrow? Uh, so what he's <laughs> doing is creating this this thing called the fear state, which is having uh, infecting everybody with the fear gas, the fear toxin, to hopefully uh, move them to the next part in human evolution or something along those lines. Uh, okay. There there he has a mysterious benefactor uh, that we sort of see in the beginning of of this. So I'm uh, hoping to see more about what's going on with him. And this was very much set up, you know, uh, at the end of this, uh, Batman was kidnapped for a little bit, but he dips Uh, the, we're going into the, the, the future state stuff now, it seems uh, because the next Batman is happening. Uh, Right. There is a mysterious other Oracle, uh who is been who is now like controlling the the uh, the airways through is it through not oracle? calculator we don't know if if calculator's only...
0: always the other oracle
1: right i i mean I assume that' what's gonna happen but like yeah so so right now weve we, we, we've like set up the city for something to happen here you know uh there's fear toxin everywhere batman's missing a new batman is about to happen and something's going wrong with oracle that's what we've got by the end of this
2: okay didn't we see uh i haven't been keeping up with like detective or uh the other like the main main batman series but don't we have scarecrow didn't we see him recently
0: yeah in batman in the main batman title scarecrow because he's that like needles on his finger scarecrow ha 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 um but, like, like he appeared a little bit in that Batman run. The most recent Batman Infinite Frontier run. Okay. I tried reading it, but I got bored by Scarecrow. Why are did they pushing Scarecrow a lot right now?
2: I, I don't know. T- Titans
0: has Scarecrow in this, in this new season.
2: Well, that was like, that's why I thought that they were going to be connected, because we have Scarecrow in here, and then Scarecrow in the main Batman, but they're not connected, are they?
0: I don't know. No, but Scarecrow... Scare, we- Okay, Lex Lex on Wednesday poll, uh, he's saying, yeah, Scarecrow has been a part of the main Batman title. Yeah, Scarecrow kidnapped Batman in the main Batman title a couple months ago. So this is,
1: I, I'm assuming that this is like a, a one-shot prepping for the next big Batman story arc.
0: Okay, so it ties in with what has happened a couple months ago, and that's, it kind of expands that, upon
1: that maybe? That's what it seems like. Again, I haven't been reading the main Batman book, but this doesn't feel like it's meant to be like a miniseries in isolation it feels like it's meant to be the next the start of the next big thing for the bat
0: books. yeah uh lex says fear state is connected to the batman title yeah, okay. a, yeah, 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 yeah 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 that's why this is fear state alpha but i don't think it's it's fear state there's i don't think there's a miniseries for fear state i think that's the story that is going going to go through batman and batman adjacent titles you know that
2: makes sense. that me- being said
0: I love all the other Batman titles. Not Batman and Detective Comics has been hard to get into. But like again, Nightwing, Robin. I need I want like a Batgirls book. I want like I would love a Batgirls book. That uh, needs to happen, you know.
1: I want Stephanie Brown yeah. to have a spotlight somewhere. Or not Stephanie yeah. Brown, uh Cassie Kane. Both of them. Yeah, but like both I love of them. Cassie yeah. Kane and I want I want more of her in everything because she rules And Oracle. Like yes. the three of them, you know? Also, it's a perfect time for a backer. They're all Batgirl right now. Have Oracle be the girl in the chair while they're like swinging out, and then when you need like a badass right. moment to happen, have Barbara pull up, and you're like, "Oh shit!" All three like it. it
0: writes yeah. itself, it really does. Yeah, I want a Batman Beyond moment where you know, like when Bruce comes in to fight. Uh, is it Ink in that episode? Yes, it is Ink. Uh, yeah. And it's he's like, like in
1: the suit and then he like pulls. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would love, I would love Barbara Gordon to like suit up and like mech out, you know? I think she's I don't like uh, mechs. I don't like mechs that much. Mechs are overplayed. But for her, I will accept it.
1: Scott Snyder hates you after saying that. Uh oh. because my god, that man <laughs> loves his fucking giant robots. But right. uh she's apparently based on like preview images of stuff in the future, we're gonna see her suit up again. Good. Uh, good, Dimitri. I I caught up with this book this week and I need to talk yeah. about it. Uh is it indie? You, is it an it, indie book? Nah, it's it's a book that you are definitely oh. reading. Teen Titans Academy. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I did not read it. Yeah.
1: Sorry. I want to like this so much, but I just like uh-huh. i just I just can't get into it. it Who's writing it? I forget. Uh, but Have man, I Sheridan
0: is that what I'm saying?
1: Anyway. It feels like 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 discount Wolverine and the X-Men. Like, it feels like Walmart, it, yeah. Wolverine, and the X-Men.
0: It does. It does um, feel that way.
1: And, like, they've introduced a lot of things in, in this series that yeah. don't jive with, like, what continuity, like, Red X has been a thing, and we know that. And you're like, when? Cyborg was a founding member of the new Teen Titans. I thought we retconned that out and never retconned it back in.
0: Uh, no, but now it now we have because of death metal. After after uh, uh death metal, all continuities are being forced together, and it's and it's up to the writers and us to figure out what is canon and what's not.
1: I hate that with a burning passion because I can't get anything straight, and it feels like they it's are. Tough. Yeah, and and it also feels like they're like this this book specifically because it references a lot of stuff that like just didn't happen, or like uh maybe or maybe didn't happen. It right. feels like it's working off of like nostalgia for something that never happened, and that's not working for right. me. Uh, this right. issue specifically, I thought was like fine. It was fun. It was like a like a little like small town mystery with the kids,
0: uh, right? With I the with I the could... side characters, right. yeah.
1: But it's mm-hmm. weird that the kids are the side characters. The the kids should be the the driving force of this book,
0: right? But it's not the main Titans people. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And... Chances are they're going to they're going to create a Teen Titans comic soon enough Uh, because this is specifically Teen Titans Academy And, and they'll probably have the Academy going while Titans is back up. I mean, I think they're just DC did a thing where they cut down all their titles. So now their titles are very chosen very specifically back in the day. I would say like two, three years ago. If they were doing things the way they were doing it two, three years ago, there would be a Titans comic, a Teen Titans comic, and a Teen Titans Academy comic. Like, concurrently. Yes. I mean, uh, if or we like, could
2: have all these Spider-Man comics and Batman comics, I think that we could make that happen.
0: But, they, I, I, but those are the best sellers. That's the problem. People will yeah. always buy a Batman comic. Buy a Spider-Man comic. You
1: know? I guess my issue with this book is that there's, like, the issue is that there's way too much to juggle. There's way too much to juggle. You have these these kids who I want to get invested in, but they're not in the comic enough for me to really care. And they're just sort of like almost jokes for the most part. Like right. they're just like, haha, you 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 adults aren't hip like us. We're teens. Uh, right. You have like the main thrust ish, which is like the 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 red X stuff, which yeah, because Red X isn't real or wasn't real until this book, I don't care. Right. Because they're, they're like, talking about this whole big, dramatic thing that Dick Grayson had when he was Red X and da 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 da. And I'm like, that never happened, so I don't care about it. There'll be
0: a flashback retcon, right?
1: You are... They are putting way too much emphasis on it for it to not have already happened. Like, I'm just, like... I'm more confused than I am entertained. Uh, Yeah. I I just, like, really want... it Because I love the Teen Titans. I have, like, lots of love for those characters. Specifically that old Titans book from back in the day. And this feels like... Sort of cut from the same cloth, where you're uh, taking these uh, sort of the the, the elder statesmen of the Titans and having them train a new group of heroes, but it just feels like there isn't they haven't latched on to what they want us to like really care about here. So it just sort of feels all over the place.
0: Yeah, uh, Wednesday pull is agreeing with you the whole the whole way. So you and Lex, you and Lex are are, are vibing right now on Teen on your Teen Titans Academy takes. I'm you with you. Do? The art the art is good. So I. I stick with it. The art art can make or break. And the art works with this. And yeah, I'm used to Wolverine and the X-Men. I'm I'm used to that. So like this issue, it was weird that like what's the main story of this series anyway? Like we're not like this was a side issue where they go to a town and there's something weird about the town and but then it turns out that Greg the Gorilla, who we haven't really gotten to know up until this point, is the nephew of Gorilla Grodd. So, uh, okay, let's see this then. What's going on? I I feel like,
1: especially in the last issues, we're like really putting heavy emphasis on the on the on the Red X stuff, and I was like, okay, we're six issues in, we're like gonna get some kind of oh, it's a it's a it's a side story, right?
0: Okay, right. uh, Lex says this book is a series of side issues, and it kind of is because even from the get go, they have like two issues before they started to tie into Suicide Squad. And it was like, what? What's the main story then? They tied into Suicide Squad for like three issues. And we're on issue, uh, right now we're on issue six. And I'm pretty sure three, four, and five were Suicide Squad tie-ins. Maybe. The point being is like, what is going on? All right. Especially because we don't have a main Titans comic. Mm -hmm. It's jarring. If we had a main Titans comic, I would buy this. Like I not, not I would buy this, but like I would buy this type of storytelling for the Teen Titans Academy. Have but you seen, like you
2: seen up with the series?
0: Yeah. With Teen Titans Academy. Yeah. 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 Um, that's what's I mean, it's just like there's a lot of characters that we're not seeing right now. And that's because DC cut their comics. Like, there's a lot of characters that are just in limbo. And it's so weird. A lot of And now we've created 20, 20, new characters for Teen Titans Academy that we're like, what? Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it feels like this book could be split up, like like you said, Teen Titans Academy, which focuses on the kids, Titans, which focuses on the adults, and Teen Titans, which focuses on the main group of Titans that are always in yeah, the yeah. background. Like you know, they're the senior.
0: They're the seniors in the high school.
1: Yeah, that that like yeah. are sort of just there, but are also kind of important, but kind of not it's it's just weird. I yeah i i just like really want to like this book a book like this feels like it's like made for me and i'm like oh just like get get it together a little bit more and i'm sure i'll like i'll I'll want to keep reading
0: um did you guys read any indies because i don't want to gloss over the indies i do keep the indies for the end of the episode but like uh just some quick thoughts about the indie comics that came out this week we got black hammer reborn number three uh you guys got any thoughts
2: I did not read Black Hammer, but I will yeah. one day, Manny. I will one day.
0: Uh, all I'm
1: going to say is Black Hammer Reborn is still good. It's a direct follow-up to the original Black Hammer series. So before reading Black Hammer Reborn, please read that original Black Hammer series, or you're going to be very confused. Okay, uh, but otherwise, this book is really good, and you should go read it. Cool. Awesome.
2: Um, Let's see. I have been reading Something's Killing the Children, which I mm. have been loving that series. Have, have you guys read it yet?
1: I, I have read a couple of the trades. I have not kept up with the with the issues but I really like what I read so far. Yes.
2: Um I just got caught up on the trades and then I've been able to like dive back into them and is it like James is it James Tinian or I I've heard his James like, last tinian. name Tinian
0: or Tinian, tinian. I think it's I Tinian.
2: I hear it pronounced differently but I think yeah. he's doing such a great job on that and um he came out with like on Free Comic Book Day he came out with a uh, the slaughterhouse, uh, something, something slaughter. But my comic book store did not have that one, so I was really sad mm. because it looked very similar to what he's writing for. Uh, Something's killing the children. Um, okay. Uh,
0: then, what about? Oh, uh, did anyone read Par- Parasomnia? I did because I got that image up. Ooh, uh,
2: no.
1: That book has been really interesting, but really weird. So the deal is, there is a uh, a dream world. Where this dude is looking for his son, uh, but like there's a bunch of like weird and crazy fantasy stuff happening there. And then in what seems like the real world, there is a family with a missing kid uh, and a group of mysterious people who want to keep them from finding him for some reason. Hmm. Uh, And that's the, the sort of back and forth here. It's been interesting. The book ends on the next issue. So if you want to check this out, I would suggest just waiting for the trade since four, I think, is the last one of the books. Four issues.
0: Yeah. yeah. By the way, uh, something I wanted to mention earlier. I hope Sinister War is not its own trade. I hope they just combine that run with whatever the the Amazing Spider Man run is at the time. Like,
2: I hope so because it wouldn't make sense if like someone just picked up that trade.
0: It's yeah, it's... and it's just not. It's it's not satisfying. No. Yeah.
2: No.
0: Um. What else? Uh, what indie comics did you read from this week?
2: I read Black Cotton or I'm I didn't read it, but I have it to read. Um look oh, at okay. uh Scouts comic and this is like again in this uh uh like time flipped world where the uh why why people are the minority. Yeah. Um and so like it's just like the role reversal and it's it's been really interesting. So I've been keeping up with that. But,
0: yeah. Um we talked Layla Star, right? That yeah. earlier uh, we also got Geiger, but you didn't read Geiger, right? No, not yet. The art, the yeah. cover art looks crazy
1: cool. I've been meaning to catch up with this series, but it, but I just always end up like putting it off. So I may end up reading it when it comes out yeah. free.
0: Okay. Um, for the sake of time, was there any titles that you guys wanted to talk real quickly about before we do outros? Uh, I mean, we covered a lot. We um, did
2: because this week was kind of like
0: Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl was good.
2: I was going to bring that up. I didn't read issue three yet, but I've enjoyed issue one and two.
0: The art is amazing. And I'm in love with her. (laughs) And I'm in love with the guy that like is there, like they should be together. Like right off the bat, like that first issue, I was like, yeah, but then Eros comes in. Eros comes in, a.k.a. Cupid, and he's fucking it up. Like, stop fucking up my ships, you know? Uh, Yeah,
2: because, however, like, part of me was like, this can never really happen. No one is that cute who drives the bus, but... That's
0: right. You mentioned... Did you mention... You were on that episode, right? Yeah. And that's not nice, also.
2: No, I'm sorry. It's a tour
0: bus, too. He's not just a bus driver. He's giving the tour.
2: I know, And 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 then that's where, like, I... I switched my angle because then, I, yeah,
0: no, it's <laughs> monster, Yeah. Uh, Wednesday Poll says, read Firepower and Basilisk. So that's a, that's a shout out from Wednesday Poll. I've
1: been reading Firepower Man. and Trade, great book. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, Basilisk, I got to get on. Also, one more thing on Wonder Girl. Joelle Jones, we were talking about uh, female writers and artists. Great writer and artist. Her stuff is awesome. This is She's writing and drawing this book. And she's yeah. written and drawn a bunch of other stuff in the past, like Lady Killer, yeah. which has been really good. So check yeah. out her work.
0: All right. Uh, New New Mutants twenty one came out, and we had been dealing with the death of of Gabby uh, in in a couple issues past, and everybody was concerned that Gabby would never come back because she's a clone, and they don't they don't bring back clones on Krakoa. Um, and everybody was just like, "Oh yeah, she's dead for real. Like she's dead forever." They brought her back, and they've amended the Krakoan protocols for certain clones that are considered their own individual people, which is interesting. So Gabby's alive because Gabby's back to being alive. And Wolvesbane was one who killed her. We don't know why, but it's because of Shadow Fe- or Shadow King, um, Amal Farouk, uh, Shadow King. Uh, he's been messing with people, so. I, I mean, there's, there's some repercussions there. Uh, New Mutants has been like a pretty good series throughout the whole run. Um, Cause they've been tackling other, like not only the main New Mutants, but the side New Mutants as well. Hellions number 15 uh, was rather lackluster, but, and it deals. I can't even describe to you what it was about. Uh, sinister and his machinations. What can I say? What can I say? Um Thank you guys so much for watching this show. Uh, we had a lot of people, 266 people on volume.com slash the Keek Show watching us right now, including, you know, uh, uh, past uh, guests of comic talk like Lex from the Wednesday Pull podcast or. Um, Michael Mead from, from the, uh, the love of comics. Uh, we also got like Cindy, the yummy geek out there watching us. So thank you guys so much for watching us, uh, wherever you guys are watching us, please write a review or click like or comment or subscribe or do whatever you can to help support the show. You don't have to support monetarily, but the goal is to increase the reach of the show. There's some really cool things that we're trying to do with comic talk here, uh, as well as, you know, uh, just doing a, doing a damn good show so thank you guys to, for watching uh or listening to us on a podcast wherever you get your podcast we are there so you can definitely listen to it uh shout out to brian long aka captain comics rex uh he listens to the podcast so uh he listens almost religiously and he's on the show a lot Yo, so be on with that guy I've been wanting to meet him forever he seems super dope It's so hard to figure out who has not been on a show with each other. So, yes, Manny, I will definitely put you on on an episode with with Brian. Uh, He's awesome. Um, Other than that, uh, real quick, Manny, what's your social media? Can you say it out loud? Any plugs? Anything coming up for you?
1: Uh, You can find me on TikTok, at Manny's Picks. I do comic recommendations and I talk about comics history. I'm on Instagram, at mannys.picks.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Manny, it's always a pleasure to have you. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Ambrosia, uh, same thing.
2: Yes. Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter at Ambrosia underscore Linda and on TikTok at comics and cupcakes.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, the Keeg also has multiple shows in which you could find out what those shows are. We got the Keeg back on Friday nights, comic talk on Thursday evenings. We got the what if after show that we do late, late, late night. We got Instagram live chats galore, uh, we, we have a full schedule for September, so definitely stay tuned. You can stay tuned to The Keeg uh, on TikTok and Instagram at The Keeg Show. We also got a Twitter at The Keeg Show, but we're not too big on that. But I mean, if people are on there, people are on there and tweet at us and, and, and we'll definitely increase that uh yes and we're also on facebook we're on youtube we're on twitch we're on volume volume is our number one streaming platform it's a new streaming platform for musicians singers niche geek shows so we qualify we're good uh we like it here so definitely follow uh volume uh volume.com uh other than all that that is pretty much the gist follow us help us support us do what you can no matter where you are we appreciate you thank you manny thank you ambrosia for coming on the show thank you to the audience out there uh thanks uh, thanks so much uh i am uh, yeah once again this is uh uh, uh what's your name I'm your host, come on i'm your host amitra yeah. Pereira, and this has been another episode of comic talk take care guys see you guys next week peace out Strong, go oh, super fast. Gotta beat the boss and get the loot. Cause it's the king. And we got Geek